1: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to RocketMoney.com/Wondery. That's RocketMoney.com/Wondery. RocketMoney.com/Wondery.
2: Breaking news: Five hundred thousand Americans have died from coronavirus—a once unthinkable milestone. Half a million mothers, fathers, sons, and daughters gone in just over a year. President Biden pauses for a moment of silence and orders flags at half staff to honor those lost.
3: As a nation,
4: we cannot and we must not let this go on.
2: The sobering prediction that tens of thousands more could die. We reflect tonight on the victims of the pandemic and why there's reason to be hopeful. Getting back on track, more vaccine doses delivered to states after winter weather delays catastrophic engine failure. Dozens of Boeing 777s grounded after an engine explodes midair. The details tonight of how much danger the passengers faced. The mess in Texas. Texans charge thousands for their electricity in the middle of the state's disaster. Trump's tax returns. The Supreme Court rules New York prosecutors can see the former president's Financial documents. Stop. No legal basis. An investigation into the death of Elijah McLean while in police custody says McLean shouldn't have been detained in the first place. Out of this world. Tonight, the video of NASA's Mars rover as it landed on the red planet. And the incredible story of a childhood cancer survivor who's, yep, headed to space.
3: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell,
0: reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin tonight with breaking news, the kind of news few ever thought possible. News which somehow, no matter how many times we say it, is still so hard to comprehend. As we come on the air tonight, more than half a million Americans have now been killed by the coronavirus. 500,000 Americans taken by a virus, We didn't even know existed a little over a year ago. Tonight, President Biden led the nation in a candlelight vigil, paying tribute to those who are gone. Above him at the White House, the flag now flies at half-staff. For a country which has endured great loss on the battlefield during natural disasters and to violence, tonight still feels different. The weight of the grief felt by Americans of all walks of life is crushing. It can be heard in the bells tolling here in Washington and across the country. And it can be seen in the faces of those who have lost a friend or a family member. That there has been so much loss so quickly is staggering. That tens of thousands could still die in the coming weeks is unimaginable. There's just no way to calculate a loss so immeasurable. So tonight, we will try to tell some of the stories of those who are no longer here and of those who they left behind. We also have some new reporting on some hopeful signs that despite our darkest hour, there is light ahead. And our correspondents are standing by as they have been throughout this pandemic. CBS's Carter Evans is going to lead off our coverage tonight from Los Angeles. Good evening, Carter.
4: Good evening, Nora. Over the past year, this is just a staggering number, by the way, COVID has killed one American every single minute of every single day. And it's why the federal government is now staffing mass vaccination sites like this one in a race to save lives. A somber day marked by silence. Tonight, President Biden and Vice President Harris are paying tribute to the 500,000 American lives taken by the pandemic.
0: The people we lost were
3: extraordinary. It's our fellow Americans. It's our neighbors, our friends, our mothers, our fathers, our sons, our daughters.
4: As if nearly every single resident in the city of Atlanta suddenly vanished. Tonight, the bells tolled at Washington's National Cathedral, as they did when 200,000 died. Then 300,
1: 400,
4: and now half a million the toll felt early on by newark physician dr chris pernell
1: it's like the epicenter of the of the pandemic landed on me personally
4: she lost her father a scientist as covid overwhelmed new york since then she volunteered for the moderna trial
1: i did a screen in my office and i said daddy i've become a data point point." and that was the best way I could pay his legacy for it.
4: Tonight, the CDC is reporting at least 44 million Americans have received at least one vaccine dose. Nearly 20 million are now fully vaccinated. But delays persist from the storms that swept through the South last week and paralyzed major shipping hubs. And supply-related delays could keep coming as New York prepares to open a site in Brooklyn targeting minority residents.
2: This nation does not have enough supply of the vaccine period.
4: Dr. Purnell has dedicated her career to helping underserved communities inspired by her father. Do you believe systemic racism played a role in his death?
1: Definitely. I want people to understand that, yes, it has been a staggering death toll, but it has been devastatingly um, disproportionate on black and brown shoulders.
4: For her, today is about reflection.
1: Here I am on the front lines. We haven't even been able to properly breathe. I watched my father be buried through videos.
4: Now, this particular vaccination site has been open about a week. And in that week, they've given out 28,000 shots. But now they're ramping it up even further, preparing to give up to 6,000 shots a day. Nora.
2: Carter Evans. Thank you. And to fully comprehend the loss of so many lives, it helps to see the faces and learn the names of the dead, and to hear from some of the loved ones they left behind and still grieve. Here's CBS's Nikki Batiste. He was just so full of life, just always smiling.
5: Uh, dada. Uh, dada.
2: My best friend. I miss him so
6: Michael Riley died from COVID-19 at age 47, hours after a final FaceTime call with his wife and two young children.
1: He just kept saying, it's okay. I'll see you soon. It's okay. I love you. That's the last thing he said.
6: It was just two weeks before Christmas.
2: It's indescribable, the pain.
6: I don't know if you still get
1: the... It
6: feels like you're literally being punched in the stomach.
1: Wait, go around, go around.
6: It's a pain she shares with Pamela Addison and her children, Elsie and Graham.
5: Now Elsie will look up at the sky and say, Papa's up in the sky.
6: Their dad, Martin, lost his battle with the virus last April. He was 44. So I decided to create a Facebook group because there wasn't one. And especially for young widows because we have the challenge of having young kids. It's just like everything is a mess right now with... With the girls. The group, now 400 strong, meets twice a week on Zoom. You took
1: my daddy, now you took my husband.
6: 65% are survivors of color.
1: Uh, My husband was Brian.
6: Families disproportionately hit by the virus. My husband's name uh, was Casey. If it wasn't for this group, I wouldn't be okay. Michael and Martin cherished being fathers.
3: You can spread it around.
6: Now our kids are going to have... Friends that will understand what they went through. An unexpected family. Yes. Yeah. Pamela and Rebecca told me they hope no one else will need to join their group of widows. But the CDC is forecasting nearly 60,000 more Americans will die from COVID 19 by mid March. Nora?
2: Nikki Batiste, thank you. And we're going to reflect more on the half million lives lost later in the broadcast. We turn now to some of the other big headlines. Boeing is telling airlines around the world to ground all 777 passenger jets with the type of engine that blew apart over Denver on Saturday. Amazingly, no one was hurt on the plane or on the ground, even as a neighborhood was showered with debris. We get more now from CBS's Errol Barnett.
5: Tonight, there are critical questions after this catastrophic engine failure led to panic and prayers aboard United Flight 328. All of a sudden, we heard this huge sound. Debris scattered across this Denver suburb.
0: It's just dropping people in
5: The NTSB says it is investigating two fractured fan blades, which you can see here in this passenger video. These new photos obtained by our Denver affiliate reveal damage to the fuselage.
3: I think they were fortunate that the way this came apart, it didn't do uh, critical damage to the airplane.
5: Former NTSB board member John Golia says also concerning is the uncontrolled fire.
3: Last thing you want on an airplane is fire.
5: Boeing is now recommending to ground all of its 128 aircraft with this engine. United is grounding the 24 it had in service, as is Japan Airlines, ANA and Korean Air. United 328 is the third engine failure in as many years. In December of last year, a Japan Airlines plane had to turn around due to two damaged fan blades. And in 2018, a United plane landed safely after parts of its engine fell away. Now, the NTSB investigation will likely next focus on the engine's manufacturer, Pratt & Whitney, and its engine certification process. But the conclusion many have already reached is that when trouble hit, it was the well-trained pilots on United 328, Nora, who saved lives.
2: Thank goodness for those pilots, Errol Barnett. Thank you so much. We're going to turn now to the aftermath of those devastating storms that killed at least 55 people across more than half a dozen states, more than half died in Texas, where a new crisis has emerged. Expensive electricity bills. Here, CBS's Janet Shamlian.
6: Tonight, Texans stuck with sky-high electric bills, like Megan O'Neill, a new mom experiencing sticker shock. I'm crying in bed going, I don't know what we're going to do. She was using Gritty for her electricity, a variable rate company that charged her $4,500 last week for five days of power. You knew, though, that the rates could go up. I did, because they fluctuate every day, but some days it's $0.35, some days it's $0.98. I didn't think that it would be $1,400 a day. I, I didn't even know that that was possible. Anticipating a price spike, the company did encourage customers to switch providers. But for O'Neill and others, it was too late. I'm home alone with my two kids, and my ceiling just caved in in their bedroom. I don't know what to do. A different nightmare for Tabitha Charlton. Her pipes burst while she was home with her seven-year-old twins. I thought, oh God, not again. I can't do this again. Charlton's Houston-area home also flooded during 2017's Hurricane Harvey. She just settled that claim with her insurance company... 12 days ago, I can deal with the damage that could be fixed, but another three and a half year battle with the insurance company. I don't have it in me. Repairing the damage will come at an enormous cost, but the human toll is far worse. More than 50 deaths across the South, including 11 year old Christian Pineda, who died in his family's unheated mobile home. Now his family is suing the state's electrical grid operator and their power company for more than $100 million the wait for plumbers now stretches into April. To help with the workload, Texas is soliciting plumbers from other states, granting provisional licenses and waiving some requirements. Nora.
2: Janet Chamlin, thank you so much. And today, former President Trump suffered a major Supreme Court defeat. The justices rejected his bid to keep his tax returns from the Manhattan District Attorney, who is conducting a broad investigation into the Trump Organization. That includes payments that Mr. Trump allegedly made in 2016 to two women to keep quiet about affairs with him. Now, in a statement, the former president called the investigation a fishing expedition. All right. Tonight, Judge Merrick Garland appears to be on his way to Senate confirmation as our nation's attorney general. He says his top priority will be investigating the January 6th Capitol riot. CBS's Chris Van Cleve reports tonight from the Capitol. Please
7: stand to be sworn. Nearly five years after being nominated to the U.S. Supreme Court, Merrick Garland finally got his Senate confirmation hearing today for attorney general. If confirmed, Garland will oversee prosecutions of hundreds charged in relation to the Capitol attack.
3: This was the most uh, heinous attack on on the Democratic processes that I've ever seen.
7: He'd take over a department beset by low morale and under fire from Democrats for decisions made during the Trump administration and from Republicans for its investigation of the Trump administration. You do not view your role as attorney general as being Joe Biden's wingman.
3: I am not the president's lawyer, um, I am uh, um, the United States
5: lawyer.
7: After a summer of social unrest following the killing of George Floyd by a white police officer, Garland said civil rights enforcement will be a priority.
5: There's no que- question that there's disparate treatment um, in in our justice system. When speaking
7: of his immigrant grandparents who fled the persecution of Jews abroad, Garland choked up.
5: And I feel an obligation to the country to pay back. And. This is the highest, best use of my own set of skills to pay back.
7: President Obama tapped him for the Supreme Court in 2016, but Republicans blocked the nomination. Garland is known as a moderate, a well-respected federal judge who in the 90s led the prosecution of Timothy McVeigh after the Oklahoma City bombing. Garland appears headed for confirmation, but President Biden's choice to lead the White House Budget Office near a tandem appears to be in real trouble after four moderate senators said they were no votes. And tonight, 11 Republican senators are urging the president to withdraw his pick to be secretary of Health and Human Services. Nora,
2: Chris Van Clee from inside that hearing room. Chris, thank you so much. And there are disturbing new details tonight in the death of a young black man named Elijah McClain. A group of medical and legal experts looked into his death following a confrontation with police in Aurora, Colorado in 2019. And their report has just been released. Here's CBS's Omar Villafranca.
0: I have a right
5: to stop you because you're being suspicious.
3: The you're independent right. report right. out tonight says Aurora, Colorado police did not have the right to stop, frisk, or violently restrain Elijah McClain in August 2019.
5: No, I am an introvert. Please respect stop. the boundaries that I am to. speaking. Relax. Stop. 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 I'm going home. Relax or I'm going to have Leave change this alone. situation. Dude.
3: Police put the 23-year-old in a neck hold.
0: I can't breathe correctly.
3: And according to the report, EMS administered a ketamine dosage based on a grossly inaccurate and inflated estimate of Mr. McLean's size, adding that higher doses can carry a higher risk of sedation complications for which this team was not clearly prepared. McLean suffered cardiac arrest and later died in the hospital. No justice, no peace. His death sparked outrage amid a summer of protests. He was loved and he is very missed. He's missed. Oh, my God. He's very much missed Lorane Mosley is Elijah's father. What is your version of justice look like? Uh, fire. They shouldn't be police officers, shouldn't be paramedics. I think you should go to jail. You killed a young man. Should be held accountable. The Aurora City Council is planning a virtual meeting tonight to discuss the findings of that report. Meanwhile, the state attorney general is asking a grand jury to look at that case and decide whether to charge those three officers. Nora.
2: Oh, Marvia Franca, thank you. Now to something we've never seen before. Video shot by NASA's Perseverance rover as it landed on Mars last week. From the parachute deploying to the heat shield separating, the ground gets closer and closer until the rover slowly drops onto the surface. Perseverance is healthy and looking for signs of past life on Mars. You got to watch the whole thing. It's just so cool. Now to another great story. Haley Arseno beat bone cancer as a child. Her next challenge, space flight. Today, Arseno was introduced as one of four crew members on a private SpaceX mission financed by billionaire Jared Isaacman. Arsenault wants to show cancer survivors that anything is possible. At 29, she will become the youngest American to fly to space. With America passing the staggering number of half a million lives lost to COVID, we wanted to take a moment for reflection, remembrance, and a reason to be hopeful. It's hard to fathom all that we have lost. So many Americans' hearts left empty. And I miss her
5: so much.
2: Half a million lives lost against an invisible army. More than World War II, Vietnam, and the Korean Wars combined. COVID victims could fill a new cemetery the size of Arlington, 639 acres of tombstones. The virus reminded us all of our vulnerability, and yet there is so much to be hopeful for. The science, <laughs> developing a vaccine, the fastest in history, and now more than 1 in 10 Americans have gotten their first dose, and reported new infections are falling, so are the number of those hospitalized. Medical staff in Ames, Iowa, optimistic, singing Here Comes the Sun every time a patient comes off a ventilator. And while there is hope, the fight isn't over, but there is faith that we will defeat this invisible enemy together. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, we'll speak with some of the first women to become Eagle Scouts, what they learned about leadership and their own power. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. We'll see you tomorrow. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app.
1: And to ask Jeff some questions, because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover.
0: Bring it D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.